You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I know that our loyal listeners have been excitedly waiting for this interview with Bill Carpu. Why? Because he's a great guest and he's the CEO of Octane. Bill, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. You're uh, too kind, I think, right? <laughs> I, I know you're a great guest because you're a returning guest. I've had you on the program in years past, and you've always been interesting and delivered, so I'm sure today will be no different. Let's start with you. You've been the CEO of Octane for nine years. I wonder if you could answer two questions. One, take us back in time, and what attracted you to join Octane? As the, And two, what have you done to kind of transform the organization over the nine years? Well, you know, it's a couple of different things. And I, I, I always tell everybody, uh, I was working in private equity. Um, I was traveling a lot. Uh, I, I'd been living here in, uh, in Southern California since 1998, loved it. And so this was 2015. Uh, an opportunity came up to, to take the, uh, the reins and lead this organization. And the board reached out to me. I knew several board members. And the first thing I always say is, uh, you know, I think, I, I think, as you know, we have a lot of components and I'll explain them at some point, but we are a nonprofit. Uh, you know, that's historically how we've been set up. And so coming out of private equity, the first question I was asked is, how, do you, how would you like to come run this nonprofit? And I said, my God, the only thing I know about nonprofit coming out of private equity is that's the fastest way to lose your job. <laughs> and uh, after, after I kind of got beyond a little bit of that, uh, you know, it was really it was really talking with the board and the mission that Octane had had. And it presented itself as just a really a whiteboard opportunity. Mm. Number one, the previous CEO had done a great job. There was nothing broken. And I'd, I'd been in enough organizations that I'd taken over that were just busted up and, and took a lot of time to fix so there was nothing broken, and it seemed like there was a, you know, a, a blank canvas to really build upon and take a lot of the ideas and and help move innovation across and and and, and get you know put, put Octane in a little bit of a different spot. You know, the other thing that really attracted me is I was I was at a point in my career where I felt like it was an opportunity to give back to the community. You, mm -hmm. you know, to really, uh, you know, the community's been good to me, life's been good to me, and so how could I really help uh younger people and you know help elevate and move orange county along as an innovation hub so let's talk a bit about octane and its mission so and we'll get into the various elements of what you do but at a high level bill what is the mission of this nonprofit? so you know at the end of the day you know the the real mission is is, is to create economic value and and connect people connect uh uh, resources, uh, people, and resources to to capital, and um, mm -hmm. you know that 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 really is is the tenant in what we run by every day. Um, but we do a lot, you know, we do it in a lot of different ways. It's 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 pulling the ecosystem together. Uh, it, it's it's accessing uh, capital for for companies outside of the area, and you know, I'd say in a nutshell, it's really to accelerate innovation. It, it, it's to bring innovation in the technology and the medical technology 
uh, industries at a forefront, introducing them to investors, assuring that Orange County is a place that they could build their business, thrive, and stay here. There, there is a pretty robust ecosystem, isn't there, already in Orange County? I mean, you've helped to build that, but yeah, you know, so when I say build, I mean, you know, we have we haven't built it from scratch. I mean, we're <laughs> we're helping build it and 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 I guess expand upon it and accelerate it. Um, you know, the technology community has been around for a while. It's it's well respected and well thought of. And without using the butt word, but I will, is the you know, the medical community here, specifically medical device. It is just it's off the charts. As a matter of fact, I just learned yesterday that the um, the real estate, the commercial real estate firm JLL, that does a lot of great work mm-hmm. on innovation hubs and areas of the country, uh, they they are just releasing. It either got released today or tomorrow uh, that Orange County is the number one medical device hub in the country right now. Breaking Ahead of news. Boston. Yeah. Breaking news here on Critical Mass Business Talk Show. You heard it here first. There you go. And I'll, I'll send you the report when we're done today. But it's yeah. uh, it's it's ahead of Boston. It's ahead of Minneapolis. And there's just an enormous amount of great uh, innovation that's going on centered you know, primarily around device. It's a good pharma hub, too. Yes. Not quite as much from a biotech. Uh, but when you when you look at medical device, it's hard not to think about Orange County. Uh on either a national or an international scale right now. So the focus of, of the present day Octane, was that the focus when you became the CEO or is that one of the areas that you've kind of moved the organization in time towards? Yeah, I'd say, you know, I mean, if I if I go back almost to the, to the renaissance or the genesis of Octane, it was primarily to be a connector organization. It was to have one or two events a year, bring together people that are in technology and medical technology and provide to them a forum to, to meet and talk about the great things that are going on here. Um, you know, and that was, that was under the first CEO. The second, you know, took it a step further and introduced uh, Launchpad, which is our accelerator. And, you, you know, I, I think the, the time since I've been here, you know, we've taken all of those things and built upon them. Um, Sustainability is really important to me, too. We, we are a nonprofit, we're, but we're a bit of a unique organization in that we, we don't we, we're, we're not just a normal nonprofit. And, you know, in my essence, you know, I mean, I go back to my initial comment to you about coming out of private equity and saying, OK, nonprofit, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, I look at this and say what a nonprofit allows us to do is take the profits that we do make and reinvest them back into the community. You know, unlike a private company that needs to show earnings for their shareholders and their stockholders, our shareholders and stockholders are the community. They don't want us holding money in the bank, you know, or on a balance sheet. They want us reinvesting. So, you know, I think when I got here, there were six employees and we're up to about 40 right now. And, you know, that's 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 been a result of us doing a bit more but continuing to reinvest back into the community, um, you know, from that standpoint. So, you know, I would, I would answer it and say that uh, it's, it's really about building sustainability. And if I look at what, you know, some of the things that we've done, we've moved into other areas, uh, 
you know, from a, from a standpoint of bringing revenue into the organization, but more importantly, providing a service back to our constituents who are big companies, they're entrepreneurs, they're investors. It's a very, very, very diverse group of individuals that follow Octane. Um, and so, you know, for example, uh, we've, we've founded and raised two different venture funds. Uh, so, you know, that's not normally something a nonprofit would do. And the nonprofit right. is a partner, you know, in those in those funds. We've added a platform, um, a consulting platform that helps companies raise capital and more importantly, access areas of uh, expertise that will help them grow uh, and, and become more profitable and be attractive to investors. Um, you know, so there's, uh, you know, our, our, our focus in terms of events has become a bit more industry focused. So while we started and just said, okay, we're looking, I'll, I'll use the medical or the healthcare side for a moment. <clears throat> we were very general in nature. Today, uh, we, we perform and put on one of the leading ophthalmology conferences in the world. Uh, we do the same with medical aesthetics. We're more recently, this past Friday, we just had our second cardiovascular seminar. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we're considering strongly uh, moving into the area of neuro, neurovascular neuroscience. And all four of those industries are very key to Orange County in Southern California. So they're, they're a natural, they're a natural extension for us. So I'm gonna ask you a quiz question. Could you define what you view or how you think of when you hear the word innovation? So <laughs> innovation to me means you're solving something that is a problem right now. It's a, it's a problem, you're convening people around it to, uh, to think through it, and then you're coming out the back end with some type of a solution. So, you know, innovation for the sake of innovation, and, you know, I guess I could say this, Rick, we see this all the time. I mean, we see close to 600 companies a year. Wow. We, we only end up working with about 75. And I'd say the first half of those are creating a company that's not necessarily solving a problem or a need. Mm. You know, so I, I don't, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, I don't know who the customers would be for something like that. So, you know, I, I, I guess you could argue that innovation is creating something that people don't even, aren't, aren't even aware of that a problem exists. But I tend to look at it more that there, there is a problem, there is an opportunity, and innovation is accelerating a, a product, a service, an outcome that'll solve that. <clears throat> so this is a layperson's observation and you can clarify it or put a finer point on it. It seems to me that um, the areas of concentration that are in Orange County are kind of related to the university system that we have and the educational system that we've built, as well as some successful companies that have built a brand into the marketplace, but then those employees figure out how to make a better mousetrap and end up becoming entrepreneurs, which then feeds this system of reinforcing this knowledge base. Does that, did I articulate anything that makes sense to you in your world or am I off the mark? <laughs> no, no, you, no, you have. And it's, it's a, it's a closed loop is really what it is. And 
you know, I think if you take a look at an, at an ecosystem, there's, there's a fair amount of imperatives. And one of them is you need to have a university ecosystem around you. So there's no question we're, we're, we're blessed with UCI being, being right down the street from us. Uh, you know, but, but, you know, you've got to really include Chapman in that. You've got to include mm-hmm. Fullerton. And frankly, at the end of the day, you've got to look at the university ecosystem in all of Southern California. You know, now that would go up and include UCLA and UCSD and so on and so forth. So if you look at that as a starting point, there's more computer scientists and engineers that are graduated in the Southern California university ecosystem than any place else in the country. And, uh, you know, we've got we've got a great working relationship with with UCI. And that's certainly a place that ideas come from. The second to your point are. Anchor anchor companies. Mm-hmm. Good and, word. You know, I could I could go down the list and say, hey, Medtronic's got a great footprint here, and Edwards Life Sciences, and and these are these are tremendous supporters and founders of Octane. The the, the one that I really underscore though is Allergan. You know, mm-hmm. we recently uh, merged, acquired by by AbbVie, and I I think that name is going to change over time. But um, you know, I think one of the people that I truly respect more than anyone is Gavin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And what he built in that, and then David Pyatt took over, and uh, you know, today you've got you've got management from Abby that's just doing a, a great job. But the important piece to, to understand with that is that there are 87 people that have left Allergan over the years and started either eye care or medical aesthetics companies right here in Orange County. So it was a culture. That's a culture of innovation. Okay, and. You know, I I could go back to prior CEOs there. I don't think anybody wanted to lose a talented employee. However, they said, "Go, fly out of the fly out of the nest, create something. Maybe we buy you." you know? <laughs> so, uh, but but you know, but at the end of the day, you've got you've got all these companies that are that are that have been founded by ex allergans You know, from that standpoint. That's excellent. Thank you for putting a finer point and data behind my opinion. It's always nice to have some facts to support when you believe something. I wonder if you could share with the audience a piece of business advice that you were either given that you find really valuable or a piece of business advice that through Octane, you're kind of helping innovation, startup entrepreneurs kind of think about. Do you have a piece of advice you could share with us? You know, there's, there's, there's two things on this. I'm, you know, I've thought about it. I've, I've thought about it before, and and I think it's, you know, not to be, uh, not to go with the cliche, but I think working in uh, in in my earlier career at Xerox and Icon Office Solutions, which were, um, you know, dominant office equipment companies, yes. and the the thing was they sold things, they sold equipment that broke. And, 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 you know, I think for any of us that know a printer or a copier, if, if it broke once a month and you called a technician, it wasn't any big deal. It was expected. Uh, today, I mean, if, 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 if your computer were to break once a month, you'd have zero tolerance <laughs> for it. So it, it really, it really instilled an importance of customer centricity, you know, and, 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 you know, not, not that the customer is always right. I mean, that, that is the case, but really customer service and how you exceed customer expectations. And what's kind of interesting is not having grown up in the healthcare industry, 
to me, that, that, that customer centricity has spilled over at Octane to patient centricity. And so, you know, everything that you see these healthcare companies create is all about the patient. I think there's another piece of advice someone gave me a long time ago. I was in the, I was in the process of considering a career change. And uh, the individual said to me, he who, is, he who hesitates is doomed to a life of mediocrity. And I've always remembered that. And, you know, it's about, you know, it's about, it's about hesitating when you've got an opportunity in front of you. And when you're younger, you know, and, you know when you're young enough, you really can't make a mistake. I mean, seize the opportunity, check it out. If it doesn't work out, move on. And, and uh, you know, so I, you know, you, you know, to me that really underscored, don't be complacent. That's powerful. I, I like them both. And that last one I, I wrote, I was trying to write it down as you were saying it, because I think it's something worth passing on. That's why I'd love to answer that, ask that question and get your answers. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, and of course, we, we, should, we, we should put a, a, a he or she who hesitates is yeah. due to a life of mediocrity. So, Thank you. I was just saying he was, you know, he was saying that and referring it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I understood exactly what you meant. So uh, I'd like to turn our focus for the time that we have left towards artificial intelligence. You might have heard of it, Bill. It's all the rage now. What, what is it? <laughs> is that is that is that what AI is? <laughs> yeah, same thing. So from your perspective and Octane's perspective, how do you see AI kind of rolling into the innovation and the work that, startups are doing and entrepreneurs are coming to you to talk to you about their business models. You know, it's a, it's an interesting question and put it this way, you can't stop it. You, you've got to participate. It's there. Okay. Right. And so people will say, well, you know, are you, are you into AI? And, you know, I look at them cause I don't know what that means. I, I mean, AI is in everything today. So the way we look at it is every industry that we, that we cover, um, AI is overlaying it to, to one extent or another. We've made a decision um, to utilize AI in, 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 in much of our data and also have an AI initiative. And so where Octane has gone with this is that, number one, uh, we have a product called Haystacks that we introduced in April. And Haystacks basically extracts the data uh, about 80,000 80, plus data points that we've captured on companies since 2010. And Haystacks basically predicts the success of that company as an early stage company. So think of that as an investor. If you've got an AI tool that will say, hey, Rick, this has a 92% uh, probability of success. And, and our probability is it's going to get funded and it's going to move on to be an operating entity. Not that it's necessarily going to be a hundred X return. Um, the, the other, the other piece is we do have an AI initiative called health SoCal AI. And what we're, what we're focused on doing there. Uh, and I should back up for a second. Our, our board at one point said, Hey, let's, let's do an AI initiative. I said, yes. The next morning I woke up and said, I'm not sure what the hell I agreed to. <laughs> and we, and we, and we uh, you know, and we started thinking about it. And so Health AI, Health SoCal AI, was stood up by the generosity of the Samueli family, the Samueli Foundation, and it's focused specifically on improving mental health uh, in Orange County, but really across Southern California. And the intent is for that to move more globally. We do not yet have a product. We're working on that right now. I think we'll have more to report in the early part of the year, but it's kind of interesting because I don't think anybody would argue that we have a mental health issue in this country. 
Yeah, what a great way to use the advanced technology of AI. That's an important challenge to address with it. So thank you for, thank you and the Samuelis for kind of putting the energy yep. behind that. That's good. And the the haystack sounds like a powerful predictive tool that you guys have created. So yeah, yeah, it's something it, it's something very unique, and we have a, a variety of sophisticated investors that are that are interested in and in actually using it at this point. <laughs> I would think. And the price will be very reasonable, I'm sure, to use the platform. Of course it is. <laughs> it's Octane, for God's sakes. Yes. Okay, so your vision of the future, Bill, where will Octane be the next time we have you back on the program, which will be in the future, of course? You, you know, there's a constant evolution. And, and so where we, where we continue to run to is making an impact in the community, making a difference, you know, creating more companies, bringing more capital. So... Yeah, I think if you fast forward it and, and looked at five years, what's it look like? Uh, the organization's a, a, a bit bigger, uh, but but not just for the size of that, for delivering results. So I think you're going to see us more involved in, in perhaps operating like a private equity portfolio operations group. So being able to work with companies, not just on that initial round of funding, but on growth funding on through to uh, you know some type of M&A event. Uh, you, know, you know, that's that's number one. Um, you know, number two, the continuation of, of job growth. Number three, probably more capital here. So maybe more funds that we create and partner with. Uh, you know, we're you know, we're very um, we're very pleased with Visionary Ventures and it, it operates as a separate entity. Uh, Octane is a general partner. But I think you'll see you'll see more sources of capital uh, around us. And. You know, we just, you know, we just uh, continue to pivot to what seems to be the need. So, I, you know, I'm not sure I could anticipate every need that's out there today, but we're going to continue to look and innovate, you know, kind of to my point earlier and identify what what is um, what is important to make Orange County that much more special and be a global destination for companies to come locate here and build their businesses here and of course stay here once they do that that's fantastic because that creates jobs and wealth i love that bill so if someone would like to connect with you and who wouldn't and also <laughs> learn more about octane how should they do that yeah I, you know our, our our website is octane uh <clears throat> octaneoc.org and uh Probably the best piece in there. You could you could see a lot of stuff in our in our, in our website, but we have an annual impact report. Uh, you know, it's kind of comparable to the annual uh, report of a public company. It, we we uh, we distribute it every February, and you know, it talks about what we've done and where we're going. So we always tell people the impact report is probably a ten minute read that you know gives you as, as good an overview as you could get. Uh, on, on all the capabilities of Octane and where we're headed. Well, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a returning guest here on Critical Mass Business Talk Show. Thank you. Rick, I appreciate you for having me back. It's uh, it's important. And you know, I love the work that you're doing and, you know, the support in building this uh, this innovation community and, you know, all the great things that are going on here in Orange County. I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Bill's interview now goes into our catalog of over 1,400 interviews. If you're an Orange County nonprofit leader or entrepreneur who has a story to tell, then reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. 
and we can start the conversation about having you on the program like Bill just was. Uh, you can also find information on our website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Thank you.